0: What is up, everybody? It is JT Sports. I'm back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. And on this episode, I'm here with my NFL Week 14. Preview and predictions, we're going to be talking about the Buffalo Bills taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Rams and the Cardinals, 49ers, Bengals, and the Las Vegas Raiders matching up against the Chiefs for the second time this season. Now, if this is your first time listening to the JT Sports Podcast, welcome. I appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure that you go ahead and follow me on all of my social media platforms. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, both at At JT Sports underscore. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JT Sports underscore. And make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel, which is JT Sports, if you haven't already. We have the Buffalo Bills, who are 7-5, coming off a loss to the New England Patriots on Monday night, taking on the 9-3 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are going into this game as a three-point favorite. This game is going to kick off 425 p.m. Eastern Time Sunday on CBS. Now, for the Buffalo Bills, you go back and you look at that Patriots game, And I know there wasn't really ideal conditions for a great performance through the air. But their defense got absolutely shredded by New England. And there was a point in this game where I believe that New England called 35 consecutive running plays. Literally, like... Mac Jones only threw the ball like three times in this game. Like, New England dominated Buffalo up front. And that's been my biggest pet peeve of Buffalo this year is that is Buffalo a good team? Yes, they are. But they're not as physical as a team that they should be to be a Super Bowl contender. I feel like sometimes when they go against teams that have powerful running backs, such as the Tennessee Titans earlier on when they played them this season, Derrick Henry gave them a lot of problems. The Indianapolis Colts with Jonathan Taylor, you remember that? When Jonathan Taylor had a day against the Buffalo Bills, he pretty much owned the Buffalo Bills. And for the Patriots with their two, Two headed monster attack at running back. You got Damian Harris and Rahamdre Stevenson, two very powerful runners. The Buffalo Bills have struggled with teams who have been very physical up front. And when you look at Tampa Bay and you're looking at Linda Fournette, Linda Fournette has had a fantastic year with the Buccaneers this year. And I'm wondering just how is this Buffalo Bills defense going to prepare after getting ran down to the ground against New England? On top of that, that was a physical game. Like anytime somebody runs the football on you in that way, it kind it's kind of humiliating. And it's also some it's also a style of play that just wears you down. So it kind of takes you a little bit longer to recover from a game like that where teams just mauling you up front and running the football on you. It takes a little bit to recover than what it normally would. And I'm looking at Tampa Bay. Currently, right now, they have the best passing attack in the NFL. They have more passing yards per game than any other team in the league. And Buffalo's defense has the best pass defense in the NFL. So I'm really intrigued and seeing who's going to go on top in this matchup. Are the Buccaneers wide receivers? with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans going to get the best of this Buffalo Bills secondary? And the Buffalo Bills secondary is pretty pretty good we just didn't really get to see it that much last week because the New England Patriots barely put the ball on the air so I think that this is going to be a really intriguing chess match now for the Buffalo Bills offense their offense has been really productive this year if we're going by the statistics but Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dable has gotten a lot of criticism and a lot of heat amongst buffalo bills fans this year you gotta remember that this was the same guy who was in talks for several head coaching jobs and bills fans the bills mafia this season haven't really been pleased with the play calling out of brian dable on top of that i don't understand why buffalo fails to give Matt Breida more touches like Matt Breida obviously is the best running back on the Bills roster they've kind of been going back and forth between Zach Moss and Devil Singletary and the running game hasn't really been there and if you take out of Josh Allen and what he does in terms of his productivity in this run game they really don't have much there so I really feel like Josh Allen is carrying the load on the ground for Buffalo and when you look at Matt Breida he He's explosive. He's very fast and shifty. And we saw him a couple of weeks ago when he was able to get a pretty significant amount of carries. He was pretty productive. So I'm trying to figure out why Matt Breida hasn't been a little bit more involved in the ranking game for Buffalo when you consider the fact that he may be the best back that they currently have on the roster. Now the Buffalo Bills have. The third best third down offense in the league. They convert on third downs 47.97% of the time. And I think that when you look at why Buffalo is so effective on third down, it's because of Josh Allen's mobility. There's a lot of times when I was watching Buffalo play last week against New England and I thought the play was over and Josh Allen would go ahead and pick up more yardage to keep the drive alive so for Tampa Bay how they going to try to limit the impact that Josh Allen has in this game when it comes to his ability to extend plays and create extra yards when it looks like a play isn't there I think that's really important because you look at the efficiency of the Bills offense on third down that's largely due in part because of Josh Allen's mobility in those situations and I really think It's hard to stop guys like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Josh Allen because you got to account for the ability to throw the football, but also what they do on the ground and in third down situations. That's where these dual threat quarterbacks truly become really hard to stop. So for Tampa Bay, getting off the field in those third down situations is going to be tough, considering the fact that you have to look out for Josh Allen's ability to pass and run. Now, I expect this game to be pretty high scoring. Uh, I think this game probably could be in the high 20s probably the early 30s you look at the Buccaneers, if they win this game, they clinch the NFC South division. And for a while, it'll look like the Saints and the Buccaneers are going to be the two teams competing for this division. But the Saints, over the last month or so, have kind of died down. Injuries are now starting to take a toll on the Saints, and they've kind of fizzled out the race. So, if Tampa Bay wins this game here, they pretty much lock up the division and they clinch the spot in the playoffs. Meanwhile, for the Buffalo Bills, if you lose this game, you You potentially could be on the outside looking in of the playoff race next week going into week 17 or week 15 excuse me so this is a really big game for Buffalo because if you lose this and you drop to what seven and six on the year you're probably going to be behind the rest of the pack in terms of trying to not only get into the playoffs and clinch one of those final wild card spots but also in terms of winning the division because New England is up on you and two games so you got to make sure that you're no much than a game or two behind new england and still have a shot at winning this division because if you drop this game and new england wins this week they're going to be three games ahead of you and the division probably could be wrapped up by next week going into week Fifteen. So for Buffalo, not only are they fighting for their playoff lives, but they're also trying to keep within reasonable pace of New England, so they can still have a shot at winning this division. So this game is going to be really critical for Tampa Bay. They're still trying to get the number one overall seed in the NFC, get that first round by trying to keep up with Arizona. And the Bills are not only fighting for the division, but they're also fighting for a spot in the playoffs. So the team I'm going to take the win this game I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills with the upset I was leaning Tampa but I think that Buffalo is going to be able to pull off the upset because as long as they're able to give Josh Allen time to throw I think they should be able to outscore Tampa even though Tampa's offense has kind of been very hot as of late I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to come out here, get that passing game going, and they don't really need to have that much success running the football. Tampa Bay, as a matter of fact, has one of the best run defenses in the league. But I just can't see Buffalo dropping another game in a row. Buffalo also has been really good against NFC opponents, and so has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As a matter of fact, if the Bills were to beat Tampa Bay, I believe that this would be the Buccaneers' first loss to an AFC opponent. But I'm I'm going to have to go with the Bills. I think the Bills are going to be able to pull this upset off. I think they're going to be able to keep up in the playoff race after if they're able if they are able to win this game. Give me the Bills 31-27 is my final score prediction. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills to win. We have the eight and four Los Angeles Rams taking on the ten and two Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are a two point favorite in this game. It's going to be played on Monday night, eight fifteen PM Eastern Time. Kickoff on ESPN. The Rams got back in the win column, defeating the Jacksonville Jaguars thirty-seven to seven. And Arizona played the Chicago Bears, and they beat them thirty-three to twenty-two. It was the first time in a while that we have seen Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins both take the field because they have missed a couple of games over the last couple of weeks due to injuries. Now, the last time these two teams matched up, they the Cardinals came away on the winning end. They won thirty-seven to twenty. And that was largely due to how dominant they were on the ground. They had over 200 rushing yards as a team, 216 rushing yards to be exact. Chase Edmonds led the way, 12 carries, 420 rushing yards. James Conner had 18 carries, 50 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. So for the Rams, defensively, you're looking at their defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris. What is he going to do differently this time to slow down the rushing attack of the Arizona Cardinals? Because when you look at when the Cardinals have lost, it has been when they weren't able to have success on the ground. And a lot of people seem to overlook this about Arizona. You know, Cliff Kingsbury comes from that air raid tree, and a lot of people think Arizona's just this pass first offense, but they're actually a really good team when it comes to running the football. And I think that is a very underrated and overlooked quality in this Cardinals team that a lot of people seem to overlook is how good this team is when they're able to have success running the football. And it's ironic that there are two games that they have lost this year to both the Packers and the Panthers came where the run game wasn't really all that successful those days. And on top of that, their run defense also struggled in those losses. So for the Rams... Being able to stop the run and being able to run the football effectively against Arizona are going to be two important keys for the Rams being able to win this game. And this is huge because both of these two teams are division rivals. The Cardinals won the first matchup. I'm pretty sure the Rams would not like to get swept by Arizona in the season series. And with Arizona being 10-2 and right now, if they were to win this game, they pretty much would lock up the... NFC West so with the Rams they're still trying to make sure that they're only a game or two back so they still have a shot at winning this division but this is going to be a really big game in terms of playoff seeding Arizona right now currently has the number one seed in the NFC and for the Rams if you lose this game you know it's it's kind of tough studying because like the Rams are in a kind of I think this is a prove-it game for the Rams because they have lost four Three out of their last four games, you beat Jacksonville this past week. But before you played Jacksonville, you lost to Tennessee, the 49ers, and the Packers. So this is a big game for the LA Rams, momentum-wise, and to keep their playoff hopes alive. Also, for the Rams, how effective is their offense going to be? Because their offense has kind of been inconsistent over the last month and largely due to the part that Matthew Stafford hasn't really played at the same level that he played at the start of the year he kind of has struggled with decision making he had a good game against the Jaguars but you know that's the Jaguars how are you going to perform against Arizona who has one of the better defenses in the league this year on top of that you need Matthew Stafford to show up and have a big game because this is the main reason why the Los Angeles Rams front office and head coach Sean McVay decided to go out and move on from Jared Goff and bring in Matthew Stafford they wanted a quarterback that could go ahead and win them these kind of big matchups against other great quarterbacks like Akala Murray so this is the game that if you're Matthew Stafford you're showing this Rams organization why they decided to go ahead and move on from Jared Goff and bring you in to win these big matchups so for Matthew Stafford I really feel like like he has to be phenomenal in this game but on top of that the rain game has to be there now Daryl Henderson has been the lead back for the rounds for the whole entire season but last week even though he suited up he wasn't really fully healthy so Sony Michelle got the bulk of the workload now Daryl Henderson should be a little bit more healthy going into this matchup. But from what I've read so far, according to reports, Sean McVay expects Sony Michelle to get a lot of workload. And Sony Michelle eventually could end up being the lead back. Cliff Kingsbury also said that the Cardinals are preparing with the thought that Sony Michelle is going to end up getting the most touches out of both him and Daryl Henderson. And when I look at Sony Michelle, he definitely was pretty good when he played for the Patriots and he kind of struggled out the gate when the season started but he had a really nice performance last week against Jacksonville but obviously you're playing a better opponent in Arizona so I'm eager to see what he does and also when you play Arizona you have to catch Arizona on the off day because when they played the Packers Kyle Murray played his worst game of the season he threw no touchdowns had two interceptions so you really have to get the Cardinals on the off day their fifth and takeaways they're really good when it comes to forcing turnovers on the defensive side of the football and they're also really good at taking care of the football they don't really turn the football all over all that much and that run game has to be really huge rather that's with sona michelle or daryl henderson or if they have a two-headed attack because when the cardinals lost to green bay green bay ran for 151 rushing yards and when the carolina panthers pulled off the upset against arizona they ran the ball for 166 rushing yards so one of the biggest keys to beating arizona is being able to have success on the ground and I think that to really get this LA Rams offense clicking they should go back to that because there was one point when Sean McVay used to be really keen on running the football running the football to open up the play the play action pass game which set up shots downfield with Matthew Stafford at helm, one of the biggest transitions that Sean McVay has kind of made has been not really been all that more focused on running the football but taking more deep and aggressive shots downfield which is understandable Because Matthew Stafford has one of the best arms in the NFL. But at the same time, if you're going to be able to win this game, I think the game plan has to be that. You kind of have to have that one. You got to have that run first approach if you're going to be able to pull off the upset against Arizona. So the team I'm taking to win this game. I'm going to take the Rams. I know the Rams have struggled their last three games when they played good opponents. They struggled against Tennessee. Lost to Green Bay. You also lost the 49ers, but I feel like the Rams are finally going to be able to have things figured out against Arizona. I think they're not going to get swept by Arizona, even though the Cardinals are a really good team. I think the Rams are going to be able to pull off the victory 24 to 20 is going to be my final score prediction in this game. Arizona has a really good defense, but I think the Rams defense is going to be able to show up in this game, and I think they're going to do really good against the run this week, and I think they pull off the upset against the Cardinals. You guys let me know who you guys have winning this game down in the comment section down below if you are watching this on YouTube. Also, make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast. Every video that is uploaded on the channel is available in audio format on every single podcasting platform so make sure that you go ahead check out the JT Sports Podcast link will be down in the description or wherever you get your podcast from all you got to do is check out the JT Sports Podcast just go to the search bar and type in JT Sports Podcast and it should pop up the San Francisco 49ers are six and six, taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, who are seven and five. The 49ers are a one-point underdog going into this matchup. This game is going to kick off 4:25 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS this Sunday. San Francisco was on a pretty good winning streak and they were looking like a pretty good football team for the last couple of weeks until last week where they lost to Seattle 23-30 tw- to 30, and the Bengals were on a pretty good path until they ran into the Chargers and they lost to them 41-22. to 22. For the 49ers, they are dealing with some injuries at running back. Elijah Mitchell currently is listed as questionable. He's trying to pass the NFL's concussion protocol. Jeff Wilson also was on the injury report. And you don't have Trey Sermon because he currently is on IR with an ankle injury. So I, I'm kind of questioning just how effective the 49ers will be when it comes to their ability to run the football because I feel like the rain game wasn't really all that good last week against Seattle like it was solid but it wasn't as effective of what the 49ers would like for it to be which was a big reason why they lost that game and Jimmy Garoppolo threw two costly interceptions and you probably don't want to have to put Jimmy Garoppolo in another situation where he needs to throw the ball 35 or more than 30 times to win the game because Jimmy Garoppolo at this point we know what he is he's a solid quarterback when you don't need him to win the game for you but if all you need him to do is to manage the game he's pretty good at that but if this game ends up going into shootout territory and they have to rely a little bit more on Jimmy Garoppolo and that passing attack I think that could vote some trouble for the 49ers offense Joe Burrow how healthy is he going to be in this game? Last week against the Chargers, he had a pinky injury, which kind of limited how much velocity, velocity, excuse me, and that's a hard word to pronounce, velocity. He wasn't able to put a lot of velocity and zip on his throws last week. He was kind of throwing a lot of floaters because his pinky was banged up. So I want to know just how healthy is he going to be in this game? And not just him, but the Bengals have a lot of injuries that they're currently dealing with right now. Now, this is a time of the season where we normally see that for a lot of teams the injury report is starting to get really thick and you're without a lot of key starters and a very critical stretch of the season for the Bengals last week, they had a couple of offensive linemen who didn't play offensive tackle Riley Reeve and also center Trey Hopkins, currently listed as questionable for this contest. Then you also had an injury to linebacker Logan Wilson. So the Bengals are really banked up right now. So are the 49ers on the offensive side of the football. But I think the 49ers' offense probably could struggle in this matchup because the Cincinnati Bengals have a really underrated defense and their defense was a big reason why they were able to get back into the game last week against the Chargers even though the score still looks really one-sided there was a point in this game where the Chargers were up 24 to 0 last week going into the second quarter of their matchup really early and the reason why the Bengals were able to get back into the game and make the contest Midway through the third quarter was because their defense was forcing turnovers. They forced two fumbles. They had the interception. So the Bengals' defense helped them get back into that game. But then the offense wasn't really able to get much going. And so, fourth quarter, the defense got tired. But for the Bengals defensively, I think that last week was probably their worst performance, especially in the secondary. Jesse Bates got caught on, I believe, for a touchdown. Like the Bengals' secondary definitely had a hard day against the passing attack the Chargers you're going against the 49ers and although they have some weapons you do have George Kittle who went off last week he had two touchdowns he had a very good game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. you also have wide receiver Brendan Nyuk who kind of got out to a slow start this season he has started to pick things up over the last couple of games so for the Bengals secondary they're definitely going to get a very good matchup in terms of the targets that Jimmy garoppolo is going to be throwing the football to now joe mixon joe mixon is most likely going to have a heavy workload in this game i expect because even if joe burrow is healthy enough to play in this game and the finger is a little bit more healed than what it was last week i still expect the fact that the game plan will probably want to be running the football with joe mixon he should have around 20 carries, at least 26, 27 touches in this matchup. The 49ers run defense has been in the middle of the pack this year. They are 18th in the NFL and rushing yards per game allowed allowing 114.3 rushing yards per game. So I think that this definitely is a matchup that would be very good for Joe Mixon. So if you have Joe Mixon on your fantasy team, I definitely think that you probably will want to start him in this matchup because I think that this probably could be a game that he has a good showing in and for the Bengals, i noticed that in a lot of games that they've lost this year a couple of them have been because they started out sloppy they got out to the slow start and they had a lot of turnovers you look at that game against the cleveland browns when they were in the red zone and joe burrow through that 98 yard Pick six to Denzel Ward. The Bengals have a tendency this year to come out slow, turn the ball over in the first quarter, and then find a way to come back into games. I feel like when you're going against a team that likes to run the football like the 49ers, this is kind of the last team that you want to be down to because once the 49ers get up if they're able to have success running the football they're going to be able to win the line of scrimmage battle and they're going to be able to control time possession keep your defense on the field and keep your offense off the field and I don't really think that the Bengals want to get into that situation where they're down and the 49ers are having a lot of success on the ground chewing out that clock so for the Bengals they got to be a lot better in the first quarter in terms of their execution because many. Many times in the first quarter, they come out sloppy or they come out flat and end up shooting themselves in the foot because now they spend the rest of the game coming back from behind. And when you have to come back from behind, then you're not really able to run the football the way that you would like to because you're trying to score fast and you're trying to score as quick as possible. So you tend to lean away from the run game instead of utilizing the run game, which is why the Bengals have to be much better in how they perform in the first quarter of these games. So, the team I'm going to take to win this game, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. The reason why I'm going with the Bengals to win against the 49ers is because the 49ers are currently really banked up at the running back position. And the run game is a really strong part of the 49ers offense. And without it, I don't really think I trust Jimmy Garoppolo to be able to go toe-to-toe with Joe Burrow. And I think that that Bengals defense will also have a pretty solid day against the 49ers offense with them being dinged up at running back. And the 49ers are going against a really good defensive line in Cincinnati. So I think that pass rush for Cincinnati could get after Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy Garoppolo could have a rough day because he's going to be asked to have to do a lot, not really knowing the effectiveness of how the rain game is going to be for the 49ers. And I think for Cincinnati, even if Joe Burrow isn't going to be able to throw the football downfield with that velocity that I was talking to or talking about earlier, I still feel like he can still be effective in the short passing game. On top of that, you have Joe Mixon. You're going to be able to rely on him because the 49ers run defense has been average hasn't been bad but it hasn't been great neither so this also could be a big day for joe mixon which is why i am going to take the 49ers to lose this game and i think cincinnati wins 24 to 17 is my final score prediction in this game i'm taking the cincinnati Bengals. The last game we have to talk about, we have a rematch of the 6-6 Las Vegas Raiders taking on the 8-4 Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is a 9-point favorite going into this game. This game's going to be played this Sunday with a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on CBS. The Raiders were defeated by the Washington football team 17-15. Kansas City defeated the Broncos 22-9. The Raiders have to win this game and I think all the Raider Nation knows that this is a must win game not only are you trying to stay within the AFC West Division race which everybody pretty much is in this thing the Broncos are the Chargers are all trying to keep place with the Kansas City Chiefs and for the Las Vegas Raiders I said this last week and I'm gonna say it again this has been a This has pretty much been the Raiders team that we've seen over the last two years. They start the season not really good, then around... Thanksgiving December they start to fall apart and now we're starting to see the Las Vegas Raiders kind of fall apart late in the season it's kind of sad because it's the same thing it seems like every year with the Raiders their season always starts off a lot of promise then they end up having things go south and things are kind of starting to go really south for the Las Vegas Raiders so this is a must-win game that the Raiders must win meanwhile for Kansas City they're trying to stay on top of the AFC West division and they also trying to stay in the running for that number one overall seed in the AFC West trying to get that first round by right now they're competing with the Patriots the Ravens for that title right there of that number one seed and the Chiefs offense has struggled this season it hasn't really been the dynamic explosive Chiefs offense that we have been accustomed to seeing over the last couple of seasons And it looks like defenses have now started to adjust to it. But the good thing is, is that you're playing against the Las Vegas Raiders and this Chiefs offense led by Patrick Mahomes had their best performance of the season the last time they played the Raiders where Patrick Mahomes was 35 of 50 for 406 passing yards and five touchdowns. It seems like every single play that was called by Kansas City ended up working and the Raiders didn't really have an answer for anything that Kansas City wanted to do, which is why the Chiefs Dominated in their last game winning. 41 to 14 so what the Raiders have to do differently to be able to make sure that they get that they come out on the winning end of this game is first their defense has to be able to limit the big plays over the top but to help out the defense the offense has to be way more efficient because in their first matchup the Raiders offense didn't really get anything going you tried to hit Darren Waller a good amount of times but you weren't really able to find him all that much on top of that you know it really wasn't no camaraderie on the offense everything just looked out of sorts the offense really couldn't get any drives going and the Raiders defense is pretty solid but their defense hasn't really been as good as what it could be because the offense is having the defense have too many plays on the field so for the Raiders their offense definitely has to be a little bit more efficient way more efficient to beat the Chiefs on top of that the rain game has to be there the ground game for the Raiders hasn't been good this year as a matter of fact they have one of the worst rushing attacks in the league this year so to beat Kansas City you're going to have to be able to lean on that rain game you're going to have to be able to make sure that you're able to be balanced because too many games the Raiders have found themselves in where they end up having to rely too much on the passing game and the Raiders don't really have a lot of talent in the wide receiver room to have to really be able to win games just strictly throwing the football with no rain game present you got Hunter Renfro you got Darren Waller but that's about it you're going to need some of your other wide receivers to step up what about Brian Edwards what about Deshaun Jackson those guys are going to have to be able to step up in the passing game because there isn't really a lot of weapons and the receiving room for the Raiders to win this game strictly being able to do it off the arm of Derek Carr the Raiders also have the worst red zone defense in the NFL they allow teams to score touchdowns in the red zone 77.42% of the time which is really big because a lot of games come down to being able to limit teams from scoring touchdowns and settling for field goals and if you're a teams just to walk into your territory and just get a free 7 points you're going to be in a lot of matchups where the game is probably going to be decided with you not being able to get off the field in those red zone situations and not allowing those teams to only come away with 3 points so against Kansas City man like the Raiders offense definitely is going to have to get going but I don't really see any way this game doesn't end up being a shootout unless the Raiders offense can be efficient and sustain some drives so the defense isn't on the field for the amount of plays that they were on last time for Kansas City I'm wondering if their offense is going to be able to replicate the performance that they had against the Raiders in their first matchup, or are the Raiders going to make adjustments defensively? Now, honestly, I don't feel like the Raiders' defense was the sole reason why they lost the first matchup. I feel like the offense had so many struggles, and the defense had to come back on the field so many times that eventually they just got gassed, and that's what Kansas City was able to do a lot of damage to them. I feel like the offense can sustain some drives and give them a little bit of time to rest i think this defense could do some things because you have max crosby who has been really good for this team all year i don't think the secondary is all that bad i just feel like when it comes to playing the kansas city chiefs you have to be able to make sure that you're able to limit those big plays and i feel like the raiders coaching staff can make those adjustments so the team i'm going to take to win this game i'm taking the kansas city chiefs I feel like this game probably is going to spout the near end of the season for Las Vegas. This team has struggled over the last couple of weeks. Not really on the defense side of the football, but really offensively. Derek Carr and this whole entire offense right now hasn't really been getting going. And It's not really because of Derek Carr. It's really just a lack of talent in the wide receiving room. We thought Brian Edwards was going to be able to emerge. That really hasn't happened. Darren Waller also is kind of banged up right now, so I feel like this Raiders offense is going to have to get something going, and I don't really think they're going to be able to do it against the Kansas City Chiefs, which the Chiefs defense has been playing really good during their win streak, and I think that that continues, which is why I want to take the Chiefs to win this game. I don't think it'll be as one-sided as what it was last time, but I'm going to take the Chiefs to win 27-17. to is my final score prediction in this game. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs you guys let me know who you guys have winning this game down in the comment section down below make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast and I appreciate you for listening to this episode of the JT Sports Podcast make sure that you guys go ahead share this episode with your friends family acquaintances on all your social media pages and I will see you guys later with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast